What is going on, everyone? It is your boy Niner Sickness with my boy Pete with another uh, show, Niner Sickness Podcast and Niner Fanatic Podcast on your Wednesday, middle of the week. Rookie training camp has started. Can't wait for next week when the veterans come in and then we can really be talking some real football. How you doing, Pete? Uh, I am excellent, Beto, and it's kind of, well, I I would say like that I was expecting to hear something about the rookies at this point, though I don't care what it is, I just wanted to hear something, but uh, but yeah, I'm good, I'm good, like uh, the anticipation is killing me, but I uh, hope you're doing well, hope everybody out there in the chat, I see a bunch of familiar faces out there already, so uh, yeah, like happy to be here. Yeah, we got the faithful in the house, man, we got... Uh... Uh, we got uh, Don in the house. We got Jess from the East Coast, Red and Gold. By the way, make sure to follow her channel tomorrow. She'll be having Spencer Buford on her channel tomorrow. Um, so make sure to follow, not because she's got a guest, but because they're great <laughs> podcasts. Um, we got Daniel Barry in the house. What's up, Daniel? We got Bebop in the house. All faithful Bebop. Bebop. How you doing, sir? Uh, we got Carcast in the house. How you going on, Carcast? Yeah, bro. Um, I can't wait. I cannot wait uh, for the veterans to get here. There's so many positions that we can uh, really talk about today that are going to be mm-hmm. exciting to watch. Uh, to at least for me, it's going to be entertaining to watch, and, and I'm looking forward for these camp battles when the veterans get here. Um, I don't know. I I what's a what's a position that hasn't been talked about yet that you think that we might be overlooking in camp, Pete? That we might be overlooking. Um I think that we've covered every position, but I think that the one position that everybody is kind of like not really they're not really worried about it because it's kind of an afterthought in uh, Aziz didn't really get to play as much last year because because uh, Warner and Greenlaw got to stay. I mean, they stayed pretty healthy throughout the season. But, yeah, that that uh, that Aziz position, that third linebacker spot, like uh, I, I think that that's a spot that nobody is really – and I think that we kind of take for granted a little bit the the – the traditional depth that the 49ers have had at uh, at linebacker. And it seems like anybody that they put in that spot uh, just kind of flourishes. So, uh, but we no longer have D'Amico here. We no longer have uh, Sala here. Like, and they were more of front, front, uh, front seven guys. And now we have more of a secondary minded coach. So it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that, that kind of momentum going for, for linebackers, but yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what the linebackers look like uh, behind Greenlaw and uh, and and Warner. Yeah, that's a great uh, point there, Pete. I just want to welcome a visitor, uh, but not uh, he's part of the family, even though he reps the wrong team. But we can't hate him for that. We got Pale Time in the house. Pale time. Represents his pale Rams. Time. Great guy, man. Uh, very positive. He's not one of those. Uh, delusional fans from their perspective team. He, you know, he loves and supports his team, which every fan base should do, but he keeps it 100 with you. Uh, about very level headed, 
Yeah. So welcome. Then we got another faithful in the house. Damien Lee is in the house. What's up, Damien Lee? Welcome oh, to Damien, the chat. Man. And then we got crazy guy. <laughs> crazy guy. He likes the Cowboys. That's why he's crazy. Um, Crazy, crazy. I just play Madden destroying the Niners 65 to 7. Yep. Again, oh, that's Madden. So uh, yeah. Madden, you can destroy anybody you want. Try to do that in the real game. So far, the Niners had taken out the uh, Cowboys two years in a row in the playoffs, baby. Come and talk to me yeah. when you beat us in the playoffs. Talk to me I mean, about. I'm gonna. It's do not gonna be long. Game. He's not gonna have long to wait. Like in the, uh, we're we're playing him in the regular season this year, so it's uh, true that it's uh, you. You better hope that they're hitting their stride right away, because if the 49 the Forty ers defense always comes to play, so it'll be very interesting. That'll be a very interesting game, no matter who the quarterback is. And the Niners defense got better as if, yeah, as if we it couldn't get any better. It got better by adding. Uh, a position that we kind of lacked in was pressure from the inside. Yeah. You know, we were not getting what we thought we would get with Kinlaw when we drafted him because of, of injuries. We had high expectations for Kinlaw to kind of maybe give us some of the production that we lost from DeForest Buckner. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that did not, did not become to fruition with Kinlaw due to injuries. So the Niners decided this offseason enough is enough. We need to be in pressure from the inside. Let's go get the best guy in free agency. Let's go talk to uh, Mr. Dorky York and find out if we can get some extra money and get the best guy. And they went and got Hardgrave uh, to add and pair up with Nick Bosa. That automatically, Pete's going to boost up um, Armstead, as we know. And if we hit, it's a big if, but if we hit on our Second-year player, Dre Jackson. This mm -hmm. D-line will be very, very good, and that's going to complement a lot of the secondary, which I think got better uh, last year with the emergence of Lenore getting mm -hmm. better, uh, getting more comfortable, getting his confidence, and uh, I think they're going to continue to feed off of that. And then you bring in a – you mentioned D'Amico earlier. He departed – and well-deserved as a head coach of the Houston, uh, I was going to say Houston Oilers, but the Houston Texans. <laughs> um, and uh, he's a head coach there now. He's a great uh, coordinator, but he was a rookie when he took over for this uh, franchise. So was Robert Sala. Mm -hmm. They did phenomenal jobs, and they got promoted to head coach in George, which they deserve. But you bring in a guy like Steve Wilkes that, has been a head coach before and has been a defensive coordinator for years. This guy knows every tendencies of opposing offensive coordinators. He knows how to game plan against those offensive coordinators. Ain't nothing under the sun that, he, that someone can pull on this guy. Mm. This guy brings veterans to the, to the team and his specialty is secondary. How much is that going to be a plus for this Niners defense, bro? Man, so if anybody looked at this team and thought that the 49ers had any kind of weakness, the the one area that they would have pointed to was the secondary uh, and really the number two cornerback spot. Like that was that was really that's really the only that was really the only chink in the armor. 
Uh, because when when uh, Mosley went down, it, it, we had some unproven guys back there. But they're not unproven anymore. Diamondor Lenore improved as the season went along. Uh, during the playoffs, he played really well. And now you've got now you've got him. You've got uh, Ambry Thomas. You've got uh, Womack, who flashed last year. I expect him to take a step forward. But the real the real thing about Wilkes is that he's going to give them he's going to give them that the confidence in their technique. And that is because all of those guys, all of those guys have have talent. They have physical talent. It's it's putting it all together and getting the proper technique and matching that with the system. And now like uh, now you're you've got something something cooking when you've got the pass rush that we think is going to happen with this team. When you marry the two together, it's it it spells like it's got a salivating for what could be with this season. They yes, were already sir. number one. They were already won number one last year. Like it, it's weird to think that they could get better, but it seems like they got better in the positions that they needed to. And Javon Hargrave, I just want to bring this up real quick. Sure. It's so funny to me how, and I don't really care about Madden. I, I a serious Madden player in a, in a couple of years now, but the, the, but the, it seems to me like, the 49ers are so loaded at every at, at all positions, right? But it seems to me like Madden tries to uh tries to keep the 49ers like like at a certain level. Because yeah, when you look at, at bay. Yeah, because how is Javon Hargrave? He had what, 11 sacks last year? He had 11 sacks or 10 sacks. He but had 11 like, sacks and 66 yeah, 6 pressures. Yeah. And he ends up in an 84. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. They, they, Bosa, the the player, uh, defensive player of the year, they couldn't, they wouldn't give him a 99. They gave him a 98. They said, we're just not going to give it to you. <laughs> and then you give CMC 96. I'm, I'm cool with that, with that one. They give him a 96. But Eric Armstead got an 81. Like I would say that Eric Armstead is a better player than 81. Now maybe it's because of injuries. I okay, but Debo got an 89. Okay, he had last year. Ayuk only got an 86. Uh, I think Kittle. I want to say Kittle had like a 90. I think he was a 96 as well. He might have been a 98. But um, but I just look at some of these play the some of the ratings that they gave, and it was almost like. Well, we can't give all their guys like 90s, even though they're they're probably deserving of it. We're not going to make them like an unstoppable team because we know we all know that if anybody that played Madden knows that when you have all those good players, it does make a difference on the game. So it's uh, but even if you don't have a quarterback, they probably would have still just been killing everybody. It would have been a it would have been a juice team. But, but yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited about uh, Javon uh, uh, Javon Hargrave and uh, and what the the rest of the defensive line is because people forget about Kalia Davis, they forget about um, Cleveland Farrell also, and I think that those are going to be those could be two people that that also kind of contribute something in that rotation, um, and if for nothing else than to give really good 
uh, rest uh, to the, the other guys and not really fall off that much. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. Uh, Madden's a joke when it comes to ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their favorites. And I mean, listen, and this is not a shot at Pale. And I'm not bringing this up because Pale's in here. It just happens to be the player that plays for his team. So it's just a reference to the player. But um, Aaron Donald, although he is a beast at what he does at his position, and I acknowledge that, he had a down year. Okay, he didn't play much because of injury. He, he wasn't that great. Hargrave played much better than uh, Aaron Donald. And they still gave Aaron Donald a 99. Okay, and again, there's not a shot up pale, but this is just keeping it 100. Yeah. He shouldn't have been a 99 based on what he this production last year. But it, they're going off of his name more than his production. And they gave Hargrave a nine, uh, what, an 84? 84. Give me a break. An yeah, 84. I'm not expecting a 99 either. But an I, felt 80- like, I felt like they didn't want to put a 90 next to Bosa. Like, uh, that's, I think that's all it was. It, they, they didn't want to make the 49ers defensive line like unstoppable because, I mean, if you're really going off of what the talent that is on that team now, I would have given, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jake, Drake Jackson. I probably would have given him 79, 80 just because, just off of talent, physical talent. Like, uh, but you know, awareness and all that stuff. Like, I probably would have drug him down. Like, uh, but, uh, but Eric Armstead should have been at 84 in my mind. Like, uh, and then you've got, and then you've got Javon Hargrave that I probably would have put at a 91. I probably would have put him in a 91 because I do think that he benefited from the rest of those guys on that line, on that Eagles defensive line also. So, but an 84 is egregious. Yeah, I agree. An 84. Uh, for him, it is what it is. Yeah, the, the it thing doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't because it's not the production that we're going to get from our offensive line. It's not based on a rating for Madden. It's not like, well, shit, he got an eighty-four. That means Hargrave's not going to do good this year. Oh, there goes his opportunity for sacks because he got an eighty-four. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. This is just a corporate uh, decision making based on. Uh, the film supposedly, but you got a people in there that have their favorites. Um, all I want is real production for my team, our team. For sure. Is if Hargrave is getting sacks and he's terrorizing quarterbacks and he's in the backfield pushing that pocket, it, I don't care if he got a zero in Madden. Mm-hmm. I want the production that I know we're going to get from this kid um, when it comes go time. Yeah. Uh, this kid's going to be. A freaking beast. That's yeah. why they brought him in. They brought him in because of the production that he showed with the Eagles. Not only did they hurt the Eagles by taking one of their best players, but it helped us to try to take advantage uh, to get to where we want to go. And let's be honest, that bridge probably is going to be the Eagles again. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully now we'll have a, a healthy quarterback. Uh, I don't care who it is. As long as they stay healthy and playing good, I am good. But Talking about quarterback, let's transcend a little bit to quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> I've been hearing a lot. And again, this is just what we hear. Yeah. Uh, not what we've seen. I'd rather see than hear. Um, but 
according to Trey Lance, uh, private coach or trainer coach or whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. I'm sorry. You're talking about Christensen. Yeah, Christensen yeah. has been speaking highly, putting mm-hmm. his name out there about Trey Lance. That we're going to see a complete different player. Yeah, that's how much wild. into that do you buy? <sighs> I would love to say that that I I'm I'm bought in because I am bought in on Trey. I think that Trey, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's for the Niners or not. He's going to be a good quarterback in this league. I just think he is. I think he has the right work ethic. I think he has all the things that that add up to he just needs a coach and a team to believe in him and believe in his talent. That's it. And he needs the time and reps to make the to make mistakes and to learn from them. That's that's it. That's all he needs. Uh, but I think that the, the mechanical stuff that he worked through, I think that that's giving him and working with the Mahomes, working with or and going to see Steph Curry. I I want to downplay those types of things, but when it comes down to it, being around confident players, being around guys that are confident in their ability breeds confidence, <laughs> and that's what Trey needs is is confidence. He needs to the confidence to just try some stuff out. Like uh, it's trust in his ability and just do it. Like I think in the past, I think we had seen him like just think a little bit too much. And this, I just want him to go out there and just play. And I think that it let his talent speak for itself. Yeah. A uh, real quick, just quick notation uh, uh, to crazy guy. Listen, I don't skip anybody intentionally. Uh, things are happening pretty rapid. Uh, comments are are strolling oh, up. Yeah, so. They- I try to catch as many as I possibly can. Chat if you want to be, listen, if you want your comment to be posted, uh, do a super chat. Get You do a super chat, guarantee your name's going up. Other than that, if I skip somebody's name, it's not intentional. It's not, you know, I, I wouldn't say hi to you if I didn't like the Cowboys and, and I didn't want you in here. So yeah, don't take nothing personal, bro. It's just things are happening fast. I'm trying to have a conversation with Pete. I'm trying to, navigate a lot of things it's easier from your side of the point where you're just watching us and you're like hey my name's not coming up but you got to remember we're i'm trying to do a lot of things over here Mm -hmm. and i'm you know so i'm not skipping no names intentionally bro so if you got offended by that my apologies but that's not my intent or pete yeah i mean come on we've got you've got like I, well, I can't see how many people are in here right now, but the, the chat is is really electric right now. Yeah, it's 15 so, plus. So, like, I mean, people are saying stuff like we've got to we, – we love the chat, first of all. Yes. We all uh, it doesn't matter what – if you're a Cowboy fan, doesn't matter you're if you're respectful. a Ram fan. Uh, like, I love it all. I love it all because you're showing you're showing the channel love. So – I'm all I'm all good with it, but so don't think that we're ever thinking any less, or we're trying not to 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 talk about your your posts because I, I've put posts from that that I probably shouldn't have put on my show before uh, talking about about the Niners, but it doesn't matter because it's all engagement. Exactly, bro. So take nothing personal. Real quick, I just want to just acknowledge my girl Dina Harvey coming on the show. Mm. She's part of a Niner uh, women. Uh, podcast called the Niner, uh, La- the Ladies of the Empire. Great yeah. show. They come on. Great show. Believe on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure check check them out. They're under Tony uh, Culp's channel right now. Uh, make sure to check out and subscribe. And just real quick, Dina, I know I've been 
I've been kind of busy, but I'm sending out your mic uh, this week. What's today? Wednesday. Hopefully by Friday. I put it in a box. I got it ready to go, Dina. I haven't forgotten you. Um, I've just been a little bit busy. Not that you've been asking me. She hasn't. But I just want to point out real quick. It's going. It's hitting. I got her. Uh, some people contributed uh, to her, uh, like uh, Jess and some other people, uh, Supremo. And we were able to get her a, a microphone, a, um, what's the brand? Um, oh, I can't think of it, but it's a nice one, a USB mic. So it's on, it's going to be on your, on its way, uh, Dina. Uh, and real quick, I just want to comment on, on Pale. Pale mentioned that Aaron, he's referencing what I said about Aaron Donald. Yes, Aaron Donald was instrumental last year for you guys. He did play well when he could. But if I can ask you a fair question, who played better last year? Javon Hargrave or Aaron Donald? Yeah. If you can answer that honestly without being biased, who was the better player last year? Hargrave or AD? Get to me in the comments with your honest question because I think that uh, AD should not have been a 99. I'm not saying to drop him down to no damn 80s. Uh, no disrespect, yeah. but a, a 98 maybe? Uh, but uh, you know you gotta you can't keep in a ninety nine when he, when you're not that productive. I I just that to me is absurd. Yeah, I mean Madden is of is all about what what they produce that year. It's not about what how good of a player they they really are. It's really about what that team, uh, who that team was that year, and. And how good that team that how good that team was. The Rams weren't very good on defense or off on offense last year. So it it stands to reason that that uh, especially the pieces around Aaron Donald aren't gonna be good. But I mean, but yeah, like you it, it is it is what it is. Like if they want to give him a ninety nine, it's their game. I'm not I don't I don't even really like uh, the team is still gonna suck on the game. <laughs> so it is what it is. Whatever floats your boat, buddy. Yeah. Have a good evening. Yeah. If you're going to leave because you get it, you feel you feel hurt because your name wasn't brought up in the comment. Hey. Yeah. No disrespect, but this here's an idea. Start your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm not being an ass. I'm yeah. just being honest. You want to be heard? Start your podcast. Talk about your cowboys. And then when somebody when you skip somebody's name on your podcast. And they tell you that, then you yeah. can tell them the same thing. Pass it forward. Start your own podcast. Yeah, for sure. But if you're gonna get butt hurt, come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah, none of that. What's going on, none, David? Remember that? Have you seen that video that's been going viral about that man hitting the window? Mm -mm. Uh, he got, I guess, somebody honked at him, or he got whatever, and he got out of his car and he was trying to break the window of the other car because he was pissed, and mm -hmm. so they made a, a mims out of it because he didn't break it. So they put like music, like they, they put like different people inside the car. And as he's hitting the window, they put a beat to it. And they're like, and it, so the beat's going to the hitting of the window. I, listen, we all have tempers. We all get flared yeah. up, but never have a tantrum, man. It never goes well. Yeah. I'm telling you by experience, it never goes. And I'm not referring just to crazy guy. I'm talking about just in general. Yeah. You know, it never goes well. Think before you act. Uh, what sure. position are you looking forward to hearing about? The most, fellas. Oh, go ahead, Pete. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, 
I'm gonna. I'm still gonna go Brown. I, I just want to see what Jair okay. Brown's gonna bring. Like, uh, and I know that everybody's really excited about Drake Jackson, but I want to see what Jair Brown is and the safeties in general are gonna bring because I want to see those interchangeable safety pieces for Steve Wilkes and how he's going to how he's going to move with two guys that can blitz. He loves to blitz and how he would do with two interchangeable pieces at safety that can both are good at blitzing. Both are, are really aggressive players. And yeah, I just, I want to see it. I want to see if they can figure out some packages to put in to where he can almost be, it can almost be like a fungus rookie year where they can just kind of, move him in in spots and run some more of that, uh, that third safety, those third, third safety looks. Yeah, absolutely. Great answer. Uh, for me, I'm curious, uh, the tight end spot. I want to see this kid, Brendan Willis out of Oklahoma. Uh, I've been hearing great things about him. I think this kid can definitely be the number two tight end right behind mm. George Kittle. Um, I'm also intrigued uh, about Cameron Latou from Alabama. Uh, this is not the typical tight end that you will bring in under Kyle's scheme. So I'm interested to know why they drafted him. What did they see in this kid that they went ahead and used a third round pick on him uh, to take him off the board? Uh, I don't think they're, I think they envisioned something to do with him. They're going to try to mold him. And I want to see how that plays out. But this kid, Brendan, uh, Brendan Willis, Brayden Willis, excuse me. Uh, he is going to be a beast. I watched tape on Oklahoma. This kid, um, he's not afraid. He kind of reminds me a lot of Jawan Jennings. He's Mm. not afraid to go down the middle and get hit. He gets the ball and let the hits come to him. Um, and he's a beast and he's fearless. So that's a position that I'm looking forward to see in this kid. He's a big boy too. Well, he's a little he's a little bit smaller than Cameron Latu, I believe. Oh like, yeah, uh, oh yeah. But like uh, Cameron Latu, they were saying was was a lot faster than than what they thought he was going to be. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm kind of encouraged by that. Uh, I know that the kid. I've heard nothing but good things about Latu's uh, work ethic, and I uh, I was a little disappointed. I will say that that neither him or Braden Willis went to uh, tight end. You. Uh, I thought that that would be a thing <laughs> like, uh, but, but yeah, they, but still, I heard that he was, he, that he's been working hard in the, uh, in the off season and that, that uh, they're, I think they're expecting a little bit more than people are expecting out of Cameron lot too. Uh, I, I know I wasn't happy about the pick, <laughs> but, but if they can, the 49ers always figure out a way to make, make those picks that we don't necessarily think are, are the best into those are usually the diamonds in the rough. So, so yeah, I'm all, I'm all about it. Like uh, I don't care which one of them ends up starting, whichever one ends up uh, at that tight end two position, as long as Ross Dwelly doesn't end up at the tight end two spot again. Yeah, no, uh, I don't think Ross Dwelly is going to make the team. I think he's going to get cut. Me personally, too. I'm hoping uh, Warner Charlie Warner might be a different. Uh, discussion right there real quick uh crazy guy just said i i'm 15 well that kind of explains a little bit uh uh you're young so i thought you were an adult uh 15 is you still got to work a little bit on your uh on your reactions brother but that explains a lot 15 
Um, yeah, yeah, you know. So, but again, nothing personal, my friend. I hope you you continue to come to the show. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Even if you talk about your Cowboys, you are still welcome anytime uh, to our show, uh, for sure, my friend. Oh, Bashar uh, in the house. Yeah, we got. Uh, let's see here. Balut is in the house. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> oh, he just. I can hear. I can hear back just yelling at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't done it in a while. My my apologies, uh, Bashar. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joey's in the house. I don't know too. why I go there, but yeah, I have. A, I used to have friends that were. Yeah, it still don't make no sense. But my apology, brother. He's like, damn it, Beto, you did it again, you dumbass. <laughs> uh, what's up, Joey? Is in the house. How you doing, Joey? Welcome. Make sure to you guys make sure to hit the subscribe. And like button for myself and my boy Pete on the Niners Fanatic Absolutely. Podcast. Pete is doing some great things over there. He is uh, analyzing the team. He breaks down uh, the team down for you. He gives you his honest opinion. You may not always agree with the guy, but mm-hmm. he gives it to you, real man. So please reward him by subscribing to his channel and showing him some love. Uh, appreciate it, that, guys. It's real. It's the. I do. I'd like. Uh, I would say that you know a lot of people break down the team, right? A lot of people break down the team and break down the X's and O's part of it, all the paper stuff, like uh, the all the combine stuff and all that kind of stuff. But what I what I'd like to talk about is on my show is the the mental side and the how they're feel like the the body language, like what we can read, what from the things that they say. And not and not so much uh, like, I mean, of course, I'm going to talk about the games and I'm going to talk about what I see. But I I get a lot of my uh, the stuff that I break down is really about body language, about the, what what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing by the things that they're saying. And uh, it's it sounds weird, but <laughs> but I, I promise you it's a different perspective. Yeah, uh, real quick. So do you, are you telling me your voice sounds like this? Is this how you sound? I'm I hope not. Bro. Uh, <laughs> he says his voice hasn't changed yet uh, oh, at 15. Uh, listen, not everybody's voice changes right away, but I guarantee you, you may not be deep uh, like I am, a deep voice, but I guarantee you, your voice will change. Give it time. Give it time. Uh, I was going to say something now. It's not, nothing negative towards you, but you're too young for me to say, so. I don't need your parents calling me on the phone. Hey, yeah. Are we talking what about my saying? kid? What are you saying? Uh, <laughs> so uh, back to the Niners, bro. Uh, listen, this year, I know we say this every year going into camp. You know, we as fans, we're fanatic. It says it, it, says it in the name of your podcast, right? Niners mm-hmm. Fanatic Podcast. For sure. We're all fanatics. We all love our team. We all want our team to succeed. We love players. We fall in love with certain players. Um, we, we, we take pride in having their pictures, uh, having their posters on our wall. And that's all great. It's, that's part of football and enjoying a sport that you love. And so we always talk about this is the year. This is the year. This, this position is going to get better. But I really believe that in 2023, this uh, training camp, there's so much uh, that we can get better at. We added some great, uh, talent to the roster mm-hmm. via uh, free agency, like a uh, Elijah Oliver. We added um, Hardgrave. 
What else Isaiah, do we have? Isaiah. I, Isaiah, Isaiah sorry. Oliver. Yeah, I know I was I know I didn't ring right. <laughs> Isaiah Oliver. Sorry about that, Isaiah, if you're watching the show. Isaiah Oliver, a great guy. They brought him in uh from Atlanta to play that nickel. Uh Samuel Womack is, is a kid that I'm excited to see how mm-hmm. he has transcended from learning this defense and how better has he gotten and what he can showcase. There's going to be so many battles and there's going to be so many things to talk about, Pete, that I'm looking for not only for my own show, for your stuff, for your show, but for us coming together on Wednesdays as we do to talk about what we hear about camp. Yeah. I I got a question for you for, for uh, Sam Womack, because I get differing. I hear different things from different. It seems like the fans have, like kind of pigeonholed him in to the the slot spot because that's what we saw him play last year, but he did play some outside last year. Do you think he even has a shot at the, uh, at the, at anything as far as the slot spot? I think he's, I think they're planning to use him just on the outside at this point, but Um, but what do you, what do you think of uh, Sam Womack and what their, their plan is for him? If, if people watch him in college, he played a lot outside. Yeah. This guy, I this is my personal opinion. Since you asked, I'm gonna answer. I think he's a better outside corner than he is inside. Mm-hmm. This is my I agree. He's better than outside. He's a ball hawk. Whatever the ball, he's at the ball. He um and he's a smaller guy. So you know, you don't want to put him against that tight end or that running back. You want him just to, you know, go in and, and defend that receiver, that speed receiver. And this kid on the outside, I think he will be. Uh, he will excel. I think that since we brought in Isaiah Oliver and then we brought in that kid from, uh, I, I keep forgetting his name. Hartsfield. Carolina. Yeah, Hartsfield. Hartsfield. Those guys are really going to battle in for the middle. Um, I think that, uh, now it depends though, um, because on the outside opposite of, uh, we have Mooney Ward, we have Lenore, the two starters. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we don't know where Emery Tom is. It's going to fall in. Is he going yeah. to step up this year? Or is he going to just disappear again? They said uh, he looked good in OTAs, but I mean, the pads were not. So exactly, just... exactly. And then we have, even though he got, there's, there's, there's another thing that we, I don't know if you heard about. Um, Daryl Luter. Yeah. Being on the PUP yeah. might be on the PUP, but again, PUP is not people misunderstand that to yeah. being like you're off of the season. Anything. You got to miss. They can take you off that anytime. So, mm-hmm. It, it, it can be something simple that they didn't even say they didn't even say what the injury was so it, it makes me think that it's probably not even worth mentioning and like uh they, and he's probably going to be back pretty quick yeah but they have to mention the pop because that's something it's protocol but mm-hmm. like you said it's not a major thing so they're not even looking at it as being major but he's another kid that's going to compete on the outside uh so those battles for the uh, you know to, for the backup or that third, or that uh, for Lenore, it's going to be uh, interesting between uh, Luter Jr., you got a Womack, you got uh, Tom Abram Thomas, and there's another one that I'm missing. So it's going to be heated competition. So I'm excited to see uh, who makes the 53-man roster. I don't know about you, Pete, but, man, it must be hard to be a head coach at the end of training camp when you have to make those just uh those hard decisions who you keep and who you let go and who you take a chance on 
uh, cutting. Hopefully, he clears waivers or mm-hmm. not waivers, but he clears where nobody wants to pick him up, and then yeah. you can bring it. Yeah, waivers, I guess. Yeah, it's waivers. And he and you bring it back to your practice squad. Uh, you know, like last year, um, I think we put we cut somebody in the damn Seahawks took him. So you you can't cut everybody. You know, th- that's why they didn't cut, and I'm so glad they did not cut uh, Brock Purdy. Mm. I'm so glad they cut the, oh, the other God. guy. That would have been a disaster, wouldn't it? Yeah. Can you imagine if Brock Purdy <laughs> would have been doing his thing in Seattle? No, bro. That that would have been hard. Uh, so the, for those that don't like Brock Purdy, just picture him in Seattle. Yeah. Doing what he did for us. Maybe yeah. that'll change your perspective a little bit. Uh, Daniel Cantu says, I love the background, Pete. Oh, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, he he just got painted his wall. Yeah. I, right before we went on, he was. My just, wife is really upset about it too. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't gonna get a tattoo over his eye too. I don't know, yeah. Pete. That's calm next down. Week. That's next week. <laughs> that tune in to next week's show. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Pete's tattoo on his eye. Wow. Forget about training camp. It's all about Pete's tattoo. <laughs> It'll be live. It'll be a live stream. It'll be a live stream. So, Pete, um, I know you got you talked a little bit defensive side with the linebacking core. Mm-hmm. Offense, non-quarterback on the offensive side. Who are you triggered? Unless you already said it, I didn't catch it. But um, who are you triggered to watch the most, uh, or who are you keeping your eye on uh, on the offensive side that you got want two. to improve? I've got two. Okay. So my number one, and I want all my Masonites to stand up right now. Oh, let's like, go. JP Mason. I want to see exactly what what I, I want to see him outplay Elijah Mitchell. That's what I want to see happen. Oh wow! Like uh, I just think that this kid is a is a beast, and he's been working on uh, catching the ball out of the back feet on his receiving skills. He's been working on his pass protection because that was the thing that supposedly that was keeping him out of the line uh, out of from getting reps last year. I don't I'm I want him to take away the excuses. This this is a kid that I know you've got CMC, but this is a guy that could really help CMC uh stay fresh throughout this season. We do not want to give CMC 300 carries this year. Like that just does not that not that they they didn't have a chance to do that. If they if they were on the same pace as they were last year, that he would have gotten over 300 carries from the 49ers. Like so we do not want that to happen. This is a guy that we've got to, we've invested in. We've got to keep him healthy. JP Mason is the way you keep him healthy. This is a kid that is very physical and can wear down defenses and average six yards of carry against stack boxes. Like just let the kid have some carries, uh, but him, I've got him. I'm really excited about him. And, uh, and then my other guy is, I want to see what, development Danny Gray has had in this offseason. I want to see if he has found a way to control that speed and not not so much focused on the speed itself and running past guys, but focusing on his route running and controlling that speed and just timing it so and making himself available for his quarterback. Because I think a lot of times he would run through Run, he would blow by guys, but you're blowing past where where the the quarterback was ready for you to be. He has to make himself available to the quarterback. So, I think that that's that's the other piece that I'm looking for 
uh, is that I want to see Danny Gray. I think Danny Gray could be a beast in this offense. He just, it's going to be a different type of yak uh, from him because instead of being physical and running through tackles, that kind of stuff, it's going to be him just outrunning, outrunning angles. And, uh, and if he can do that, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be curtains for a lot of people, for a lot of defenses. Yeah, I like that. Rick, I just want to respond to Daniel. He says, hey, Beto, what happened to your background? Uh, during the winter, when it's really cold and I have no need to open up my back window, um, I put the green uh, curtain in the back of the wall. I put it on the wall. I got to buy me one of those where you can bring it down. Mm. And then when you're done, you pick it back up. I might invest in one of those and then put it out on the wall. But for now, I do is I clear up everything on my wall. And I put the green uh, sheet, and so I go green screen during the winter. Now in the summer, especially like in in, in March, uh, April was not too hot. Then what I do, I like to take it off because I like to open up the window, let the fresh air, you know, come into the room. That way the room doesn't get all smelly and uh, smell like patas, and you know what I mean. So we gotta get, we gotta get all that clear. The good thing is it's just my studio. Nobody comes in here but me. But still. Uh, I like to keep the uh, window open. So I put up my stuff during the summer and then I go green screen. But I'm thinking of my getting investing in one of those. It looks like you know those things at high schools when you used to watch movies in the projectors where it's, you bring it down yeah. and then you pull it and it rolls back up. I'm, they have those. Uh, they're kind of expensive, but I might invest in one of those. But that's the reason why I have my background. But what are you saying? You don't like my background? It's not as nice as Pete's. Is that what you're saying, Daniel? Because mine, I'm, I'm, mine is I'm a lot cheaper. <laughs> mine is a lot cheaper. I can guarantee you. I'm getting hurt. They're autographed pictures, by the way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I love Daniel who, Kim, too. Who are you? Uh, who are you? Who's your offensive guys that you're one? That you're one. Well, I mentioned one earlier. Uh, uh, Braden Willis is mm. the guy that I want to see, but the guy that I'm really looking at. Honestly, and this might not be a favor for a lot of people, but it's uh, Colton McKivitt mm. because I need him to be successful. I need him to be good. I want him to be good because if he is good, that's going to benefit us. It's going to benefit whoever is behind center, whether it's Trey, uh, Sam Donald, Brock Purdy, Allen, whoever, the Moss Count. Regardless who's under center, if you have protection from the right side, it's going to be a positive. So I'm going to be looking closely at the right guard position. I'm going to see how he does, how he handles snaps, how how his feet move. Uh, I want to see his development uh, from the last year to, mm -hmm. to, to uh, this training camp. So my eyes are going to be on him only because I need him to be better. Listen, last offseason, when we didn't have a center, our center was retiring. We're like, the Niners did not draft a center. Yeah. They did uh, not pick up a center in free agency. A lot of people were pissed. Some people may still be, but they had their eyes on uh, Brindle. Now, he might not be the mm -hmm. best center. He might not be an all-star center, but he was pretty good and, uh, and handled his business more better towards the end of the year. I'm going to rely on that that Forrester has a reason why they did not pound the ball, uh, their hands or fist on the table for a uh, right uh, tackle. 
I mm. believe they believe in uh, Mikivit. So that's the guy that I'm going to keep my eye on only because I need him, not want him. I need him to be successful yeah. to make this offense go. Grant Grant was like, uh, said that we have the worst right tackle <laughs> in the in the NFC West. Like, he probably uh, said we have the worst center. That's Last true. That, that, that's that's Grant. Listen, I, Grant, I know. I just Grant. it just it just cracks me up. I because I don't very th- forward. He's he, it's almost like he, if you don't know Grant, you almost think that he's he's a hater. He don't like the Niners. Yeah. It's like why are you? Co- it's like he's forced to cover the Niners, right? Well, yeah. He tells you all the time he's not a fan. Yeah, he's, he's a journalist. A yeah, and people need to understand that we are fans. Okay, yeah. there's a little homerous in fan bases. We're gonna be like Montana. Yes, we're you know what I mean. Or if Kittle had a bad day, we're gonna be or bad practice. We're like it's okay. It's Kittle, not yeah. Grant. Grant's a journalist. He's gonna tell you what you may not want to hear. But what you need to hear. So mm-hmm. if you're not a big fan of Grant, that's fine. But that's just who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll I'll listen to him. Uh, my favorite uh, guy, and other people don't like him, is David Lombardi. That's one yeah. of the guys I like to listen to. They may they say he's a he's a kiss ass, but I, he's very knowledgeable. He breaks it down. He doesn't put too much of his opinion into the conversation. He just tells it the way it is. Sometimes I don't want people's opinions. I just want to hear it. Yeah, as it is. Yeah, I don't mind Lombardi either. Uh, my guy, uh, the one I'm, I'm quickly becoming my favorite is uh, Jack Hammer, and like, uh, and a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people don't like Jack, uh, yeah. which I just don't get it. Like, uh, but I like him. I like him. He's very informative. <laughs> He's very informative, and, and he that's keeps re- it real. That's all I'm looking for is information, and uh, and if you can give me information, which he gives great information. Uh, so this, I, this, this is how sad it is. Be not to cut you off, but it's just because yeah. I'll forget I'm old. Um, if Jack hammer would be speaking highly of Trey as he has been mm-hmm. of Brock, I guarantee you he have more followers and people are like, yep, yep. Jack hammer knows what he's talking about because they do like, I know these people, they love his, his take. They just dislike him because he's not a, a what you want to call. Trey he says, Lance's. He says good things about Trey, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, he just doesn't go all the way down into the into the Kool Aid, and like, uh, and that's, and I think that that it's, I think a lot of people have to have to be resigned in the fate that you know, Brock. It looks like is the guy. Yeah, I mean, we can sit that we can want to see Trey. We all, I think, we all want to see what it is, like, uh, but. The reality is that the Niners are trying to win and they don't really care about having to see Trey, even though they gave up what they gave up. Uh, they've they've shown in the past that they don't care about about draft stock and about draft picks and like all that other stuff that goes along with it. They just put together a good team. And that's not to say Trey is bad or he couldn't be that good guy, but they've seen it with Brock. Brock put put together they haven't lost with Brock unless he was hurt. And and as well, like, I mean, he won two playoff games. <laughs> I mean, that's it's really hard for any team, not Niners or whoever. It would be I would I don't think we would ever see another team come off of a quarterback that had done what Brock did last year. 
I don't, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it happening. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Coming off as a seventh round pick, yeah. coming, getting trusted into the lineup uh, against Miami, a very good defense. Uh, they brought the wood on on this kid. Whenever you you get a rookie, I don't care if you're the first overall pick. If you are a rookie, defense, and you have to come in for the first time, defensive coordinators are chopping at the bit. They're gonna throw everything at you. The kids, the kitchen sink because they wanna they wanna just break you down. This kid took it with poise. He mm -hmm. went out there. He did not let the the game get too big for him. He was poised. He was control of the offense. Um, once he got that first touchdown, he was fired up. Uh, he was making uh, his reads. Uh, he was moving the ball well. And that those plays that he did last year, I mean, forget about where he was drafted. He's a rookie. Yeah. It wasn't really playing like a rookie. And that's why some, some fan bases tell me, well, but he made mistakes too. He's a rookie. Yeah. Which yeah. rookie hasn't made mistakes? It, it doesn't matter if it's a rookie. It doesn't matter if it's a eight-year, ten-year vet. Like every quarterback is going to make mistakes. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Brady makes mistakes. He's the goat. Montana made mistakes. He's he's the second goat. Uh, I see my boy, uh, my boy Roscoe is in the chat. Like, uh, and I, I and I feel you, bro. Like, it's not. Th this is the thing. You can't go. I feel like we can't go all into any one person. Everybody says something that somebody isn't going to necessarily vibe with. Like uh, it's always going to happen because we all are, have different opinions and we all look at it differently than uh, the situations differently than the next guy. Uh, and what he puts out, like he might've think that that it had all the context that was needed. That was his opinion. Like, uh, but, and we're not saying that he, all he puts out is facts, but I think he does put out a lot of factual information and he does put out his opinions, but everybody does. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody puts out their opinions and it's, uh, like we might not all agree on, on each other's opinions, but that's what makes the fan base and all the con different content creators. So great is that we get so many different points of view. And we get so many different ways to look at it. That's what I love about it, at least. Yeah. Just like, can you imagine? And again, I'm a big guy. I use food as an illustration all the time. You imagine going into a buffet restaurant, mm -hmm. right? And they're all they're serving is chicken. That's it. Chicken across the board at a buffet restaurant. Yeah. You're going to be like, I, I didn't pay for this. <laughs> I paid to get a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. If... Jack Hammer's talking highly about Brock and maybe someone, another content creator. I'll just use uh, Pete as an example. He's talking mm -hmm. highly about Trey. Well, that's the beautiful thing of having different content creators you can listen to. If you want to hear about Trey, listen to Pete. If you want to get some perspective of uh, Brock, then you listen to Hammer. This is why I don't want every content creator talking about the same player. Mm -hmm. because it's like walking into a buffet restaurant with the same food on the table. I want to be able to choose what I want to eat and yeah. having different content creators with different opinions makes the beauty of producing content. They're giving you the same topic, but in their way, 15 different ways. Yes. And, and that like uh, not to cut you off, but the, the, 
the thing about that is is hopefully we can listen to everybody yep. and get uh, because I know I do I listen I've got like 30 40 people that I'm subscribed to that are just 49er content creators and it's uh it, it's just really important for me to hear all of the di- I like to hear all of the different perspectives so it's and do I think some of them are are way out there. Yeah. Do I, do I feel like some people don't know what they're talking about? Yeah. Like, uh, but that's my perspective. (laughs) Like uh, I just love, I love hearing all the different perspectives and knowing that I'm not the only crazy one. Yeah. (laughs) And, and and then you get to choose to what you chew and what you spit out. You watch a content creator, maybe out of 90 words, you take, I don't know, 15 words that you like, of what the content creator said, you go with that. You spit the rest out. You don't have to chew everything they say. Um, you can chew it out. You can chew it or spit it out. So mm-hmm. enjoy every content, support every content creator. It's too easy to hate. It's too easy to talk shit uh, behind a monitor about mm-hmm. a content creator. Uh, it's too easy, man. But ma- hey, but make sure this is the thing. Love my boy Roscoe's. Make sure that you, if you need any kind of uh any kind of uh intros and like uh any kind of media uh help you better hit up my guy roscoe's he's he's got he's got some fire over there and he does a lot of things uh on twitter and youtube he he's helping out a lot of people so if you need help you can always hit up my guy chris he's uh he's really he's really nice with this oh okay did you so chris h yeah Cause you threw me off with Roscoe. I'm like, oh well, yeah, I I call like okay. uh, his go, name I'm, is Roscoe's on uh, on Twitter. Okay, but, I'm looking at him in the yeah. chat. I go, I don't see that name. Where is he? Yeah, it's Chris H. Okay, but when you say Chris, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. it's not the hard to he's put it together. Good, he's really good people though. <laughs> cool, cool. Not a big Brock Purdy. Uh, I, no, I he, he actually he actually he is like uh, uh, like uh, he gets it. He does the spaces and everything and uh on uh on twitter and his uh and he's he's really a, a pretty proponent he's a proponent for the 49ers and like whatever will help them win and he wants trade to succeed too he has we have very similar uh thought processes as far as Is that the goes. last thing does the h stand for hensley or no i want to say i want to i'm, I'm say, confusing him with the different and maybe he needs to put it in the in the chat but like uh he uh but yeah he's uh, i know it's uh if you type in Roscoe's on Twitter, it'll, it'll, it'll come pop up. up. Yeah, so yeah. people can go to him definitely, man. If you need an yeah, intro, if you need any type of... Uh, he made a lot of my first o- stuff. Does he make like overlays and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, he does overlays, all that stuff. Yeah, there you go, man. There you go. So if just like need- so just like Beto was telling you, start your own podcast. <laughs> then call, call Roscoe's, he'll get you right. There you go. Start your podcast. <laughs> and then once you start it, then hit up Roscoe's uh, mm-hmm. for all the stuff you need for your podcast. Uh, right on, brother. Well, we're going to call it a show, man, because uh, we uh, we got to go. Um, don't want to get no, uh, myself into trouble. Uh, so, uh, everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode on Wednesdays with my boy Pete from Niner Fanatic Podcast, myself, Beto, from Niner Sickness. In case you don't, if you read it under my name, you're like Beto, but it says Alberto. That's my that's my role, my full name, Alberto Raul Luna, uh, but I go by Beto. So uh, I just I've been I've been missing my dad 
so I just mm-hmm. kind of wanted to honor and put my last name on there for him. Absolutely. So, um, hey, what's up, Glenn? Welcome, welcome to the channel. So we are on our way out, Glenn. My apologies, you came in a little bit late, man. But watch the replay. Great show. Love you, brother. It's been a minute that I've seen you, Glenn. But always think about you, my friend. And uh, for the rest of you, have a wonderful week. And uh, make sure to tune in next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern, for another episode of myself and, and Pete uh, here on this channel, on both of our channels. Anything you got going on the rest of the week that you want uh, people to know about before we go? Uh, this week, I'm going to take the rest, uh, the rest of this week off, but I'm going to go, but I will be back on, I normally do a show on Thursday, but I'm just, I'm just going to, to wait until, until, uh, until Monday and really get everybody thirsty for training camp. Uh, like, I, I feel like the floodgates of content is about to open up and I just want to, I just want to get ready. I hear you, bro. So enjoy the rest of your vacation. As for myself, uh, Thursdays, I do, I, I'm starting to do eight o'clock shows on Monday, Thursdays, and Saturdays by myself for an hour. Just to talk to the uh, my viewers on on uh, Tuesdays. We have the um, Bring the Heat that is travels to uh, all of our podcast channels. Uh, and then on Wednesdays, me and my boy Pete go at it. Absolutely. Uh, on Fridays, it's me and Jess with the Niners Now podcast. Make sure to follow us on YouTube on the Niners uh, Now podcast and on the East Red and Gold tomorrow. Make sure to check out their channel. Uh, they're going to be going live. They're going to have Spencer Buford on as a guest. So make sure you go and check them out and give them a like and subscribe. Until the next time. We are out of here. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. We are Go Niners. Peace. And F them.